0: I'm Kim Schmidt, executive editor of Farm Equipment. Welcome to Farm Equipment's used equipment remarketing roadmaps podcast. In this episode, brought to you by Iron Solutions, host Casey Seymour of Moving Iron LLC and 21st Century Equipment sits down with Travis Hook, the used equipment manager of Ziegler Cat. If this is your first time listening. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and it's also available on Spotify. By subscribing, you're alerted when each new episode's released. In this episode, Casey and Travis dive into customer segmentation, as well as the best ways to go out and source new customers, and then use that approach to different categories and segmentation of equipment.
1: Today, my guest is Travis Hook, and he is the Used Equipment Manager for Ziggler Cat. Is that, is that correct? I have that. Yes, sir. Nail it there? All right, right on. Right on. Well, Travis is a... Uh, this guy who reached out to me here not too long ago, and we kind of started a dialogue back and forth about some stuff. And I thought, you know what, you reached out to me, so you have to pay the price and be on the podcast. And he was he was <laughs> he was nice enough to be on, so I uh, I appreciate that, Travis. Thanks for being on the podcast.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's a pleasure. You know, I've uh, really enjoyed and, and learned a ton uh, from the conversations that you've had and the people that you've brought on. Brought a ton of light and insight to the industry at a whole as a whole, especially when you consider. You know the variability that we've had throughout the you know 2019 spring planting season, and, and as we go into harvest, where the market's at, and everything that's going on in the industry.
1: Right on. Well, Travis, let's start with this first. So let's talk about your background, who you are, those kind of things, and talk about a little bit about Ziegler and what they do and where they cover.
2: My dealership experience started Vermeer dealership uh, down in St. Louis, Missouri. I was down there as a territory manager for. Uh, four and a half years, and sold more on the construction side. Grew up in central Iowa on a farm, about a 1,000 acres, so been around equipment my entire life, just a a passion of mine, going and uh, getting to hang out with people and and talk about a bunch of heavy machinery that can, you know, get things done. So, had the opportunity to come on board with Ziegler uh, about 10 months ago. And uh, took over as the, as the used equipment manager. Ziegler were the largest ACO dealership in the country. Actually, um, we cover Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, and the northwest part of Missouri. Selling, you know, everything from Fenton Challenger tractors to White planters and Lexion combines. Running, you know, all the used equipment within that territory and helping sales guys make deals happen on the new side and, and help and turn those used pieces through our inventory as quickly as possible. And of course, as possibly as possible. Absolutely, No, that's the, uh,
1: that's the key of the, of this business is being, make, keeping your turn up as high as you possibly can and also keeping those margin dollars rolling in. So that's a, that's a, uh, a very, uh, very true statement you made there. So, all right, so this is kind of part three of uh of my uh categorically speaking series here I guess I've never done that before, but felt like this is something that is uh I want to learn more about it and I want to learn what other people are doing about it and and so that's why i've, I've, I've put these out so the first you know 151 if you haven't listened to these podcasts yet 151 152 and then 153 we're on right now are going to be uh this kind of like a, a three-part series and so 151 uh dirk mitchell and i talked about how to categorize machines and what that looked like and, and you know you take your used piece of equipment and you put it into a bucket and, you, and you've got your really really good pieces and how you're going to represent those and what you're going to do with them and then you've got your so on and so forth down the line till you get to the to the not so desirable machines and what they look like and what you're going to do with those and move forward after you trade for them and then I had uh, 152 I had Lou Bordone on and we talked about you know your digital presence and how you're going to bring those things together from a, from a you know like a tractor house or machinery repeat or fast line or someplace like that how are you going to represent those machines and how you're going to draw the customers in based on how you've categorized them and then what you're going to do when you have them on, on the internet and, and as you're Giving your sales pitch to your customers. So now that you've done all that stuff, you have to go out and find the customers to make that work. So that's why I got Travis on here, and I wanted to get his view on on what that looks like and how that works, and, and what Ziggler's doing, and, and what what they're doing to to really go out, take a piece of equipment, and, and pair it with the right customer that they know is going to buy that. So, Travis, why don't you jump into that and, and give us your your kind of feedback on on what that looks like?
2: that's probably one of the funnest parts uh, about being where we're at in the territory that we cover, a farmer in Northwest Minnesota is a completely different farmer than South Central Missouri, you know? You've got big planter country up in the Northwest part of the state in Minnesota, where Missouri you've got rolling hills and where a 16 row planter is about all that makes sense based on the size of a field. Each part of our territory is a little bit different, but at the end of the day, a farmer is a farmer and they make buying decisions in the same manner, you know, they, what, the, what do they want? They want to feel taken care of. They want to know that the piece of equipment that they get is going to be reliable is going to help them get through either, you know, the spring season or the fall season, whatever that may be. And, and they want to know that the dealership that they're buying from is going to stand true to the word that, you know, that we say we're going to do. One thing that Ziegler prides itself in is is doing what's right for the customer as a whole. So on the front front side of it, Ziegler is was started as a Caterpillar dealership, got the Co partnership a good amount of years ago, and we continue to evolve and, and develop the territory as a whole. Obviously, there's a lot more presence of deer and case within our territory, especially with John Deere being manufactured right in our backyard here in Iowa. So it's very strategic. I guess we can, I can say very strategic, but it's also, you know, we have, all the chops are against us, you know, we have to kind of be creative in the way that we're marketing to our customers, as well as just making sure that the relationship is the most important part, not only buying the equipment, but knowing that when we talk to the customer and we tell them we're going to do something, we follow through on that every single time. So, when it comes to how we go about targeting our customers, first and foremost, for me and and my partner on the used equipment side, we, we really just... Love to get in touch with territory managers. First and foremost, get your information from the guys on the ground. You know, they're the ones that are that on the front line. They're talking to the customers every single day, and they know, you know, what the guys are looking for, what kind of money they're willing to spend on, on each type of product, whether, you know, it's a planter for, for next spring or it's a new combine, used combine for this fall or a floater, you know, for this fall as well to spread fertilizer. So they're our number one customer as a well. whole. So on a used equipment side, I look at territory managers as my customer and I ask them every single day, Hey, what do you have going on in your territory? What are guys talking about? What, uh, you know, what's hot, what's something that, you know, isn't super intriguing or would be not advantageous for us to have in our territory. Once we have, That kind of information, then we can kind of look and see what does our inventory look like. Do we have what the customers are looking for? Do we have what the industry is saying that it needs? And if we do, is it at the right price point? You know, and and that's where going back to our digital presence and uh, categorizing machines, just as you talked about in the first two episodes, is really important to getting to here right now. So if you've got your, your machines categorized properly and you have them marketed you hope and, and, and expect that the customers are just going to come to you because you have the machines in place. But, of course, they have to be aware that we, in fact, even have machines. Right. So you know, when it comes to targeting them, you know, it, it, we, we had a crop tour here um, about two weeks ago up in north central Iowa that was able to help us, A, Showcase fence uh, tractors as well as the white planners that are now equipped with precision equipment uh, that a lot of people are still kind of unaware of. That you know, white actually works hand in hand and comes out with precision planning equipment out of the factory door. We can provide that for you on a new planner, um, you know, set up the way you exactly as you want it with some of the most precise technology in the industry uh, when it comes to planning, and so. Providing opportunities for customers to actually see what our capabilities are as a dealership is kind of at the forefront uh, of our targeting mindset is yes, we are an equipment dealership. Yes, we would love to do business with you, but before we even try to sell you something or just say, Hey, you should come and buy this from us. Let us show you, you know, what we have capabilities to do. What, what kind of effort are we putting into this? What is our initiative as a, as a group to, to help them maintain these relationships with our customers and continue to develop and expand our capabilities as a group as a whole yep that is a
1: that's all accurate statement
0: we'll get back to casey and travis in a moment but first a quick word from the company who made this podcast possible Iron Solutions has deep roots in the ag industry with products for producers, dealers, manufacturers, ag retailers, and service providers. Visit www.ironsolutions.com to see solutions that streamline your operations, improve productivity, reduce cost, and speed your growth. Let's get back to the program now as Casey and Travis talk about using data to find customers and understanding what has sold in the past to know the markets in different parts of the dealership's territory.
1: So if you have a piece of equipment that you're looking at, let's say you have a, uh, a one or two year old piece of equipment that is a, that's a, it's a cherry, you know, it's really super nice. It's something you kind of throw into that, kind of that certified pre-owned mindset out there. How, how are you going to go out and, and, and look for that customer? Do you, do you have a use EDA data? Do you use stuff like that? Or, or I guess what's your kind of mindset as you roll into looking for these customers?
2: The biggest thing uh, that, that I've seen and found in my short time in, in this role is the industry is, is very cyclical, you know. So it's about understanding, you know, what did we sell in the past to see well, where our hole is going to be and, and what part of the territory did, does this type of equipment sell well in. Because if we have a, a 36-row planter sitting down in one of our stores in central Missouri, that's not advantageous for us because I know for a fact there's not going to be any customers that are going to buy a 36 year old planter down in Missouri. Mm-hmm. So look at your previous sales data and see what are the buying decisions, what are the buying habits of each customer within each territory. Not only from you know an agco perspective, but as a whole, as a farmer, what do these customers like to buy, and then strategically place those pieces of equipment in our yard. Because I think all of us would agree. That a farmer loves to just look at pieces of equipment. They love to kick the tires. They like to see the equipment firsthand and and contemplate and sit and stir and, and wonder, okay, is this, is this what I need for my farm and my operation to become as successful as possible? Because it's really important, especially now when, you know, you have your large, more corporate farms in quotations versus your, your small, Small town growers of a thousand to two thousand acres, you know, they make buying decisions on a completely different basis. And and whereas a big corporate farm, you know, that's just a business decision. Where if it's a small town grower, that is a life decision. If they're going to invest over a hundred thousand dollars in a piece of equipment, that's not just you know, stroking a check and saying, well, you know, hopefully this works out. No, this this needs to work out because it's going to make an impact directly not only on the success of my farm but also on my livelihood because I rely on this farm to, to make my income. So it's about seeing who are our, our number one customers, who are, what territory do they, they live in when it, or where do they come from when it comes to that piece of equipment, and making sure we strategically place it in the right place. And then from there, utilizing all the resources at our hand. You know, technology has been a huge resource for us, and and I'm sure every other dealership that you work with and talk to says the same exact thing. How do we market on tractor house, machine repeat, get banner ads going, email blasts have been extremely helpful for us as well just to to let customers know, once again, hey, we, we do have these pieces of equipment. Let's see if it works for you. And then also just making sure that we continue to maintain contact with the guys on the ground and saying, I've seen a consistent sale of this type of equipment in your territory, and I think I can help you move this. What customer do you think would be a good potential candidate to buy this? And and what's it going to take for them to pull the trigger and make a decision on this piece of equipment? Did that answer the question properly? Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 all the stuff that that I look
1: at, and I do too. You know, we do something similar to what you're talking about. You know, we look at a bunch of different stuff. One thing that I am I try to be keen to as much as possible, and I'm trying to figure out an easy way to track this so we can we can look at is you know you always have those machines that come in, and those are the ones that they don't sit around very long, and they get they get sold right away. There's a, a group of folks that that come in and buy that particular piece of equipment uh, year in and year out. So it's one of those things where I, I want to pay attention to that, and like you said, do the e-blast and do the you know text message blast and those kind of things, and I'm trying to target those specific customers to say, hey, you know, ABC Farms is uh, trading back in there, whatever you know, and you, you've got about three years on the one you bought last time. Are you interested in perhaps uh, upgrading or trading or whatever you want to call it? And that seems to have some legs, you know, when you do that kind of stuff and and really sit back and 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 kind of tear into that. Do your, uh, do your customers ever, or your customers, do your sales guys ever in district managers or regional managers or whatever, whatever you call them, do they use any kind of like EDA data or something like that to go in and look at, at what's been sold and kind of some historical trends as far as where guys are in, in, uh, with their payment structures and those kind of things.
2: Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, a key part, especially for a dealership like ours, you know, Ziegler is a well-established uh, dealership, 27 branches on the agriculture side, Caterpillar side, you know, we cover Iowa and Minnesota and just have an incredible uh, family-owned company that uh, is all about taking care of first and foremost ourselves internally so that we can take care of the customer the best way we see fit. You know, I was I was talking to our vice president of the entire company, William house the other day and was just talking about, you know, typically if you do the right thing for the customer, it's going to be the right thing for the dealership. Growing this dealership is something that's at the forefront of our mind right now and looking at market share and county by county as well as state by state, you know, what kind of market share do we have? What is the standard purchasing and buying habits of those customers throughout each part of the territory to determine, well, how do we go, how are we going to target these customers now? You know, what are they looking for and what can we do to make sure that we have, A, the proper people in place to sell to them so they, they feel taken care of by us, and B, having the right equipment and inventory to sell to them. So that's, uh, on the use equipment side, that's kind of the... The phrase or the slogan, I guess, that that me and a couple of my counterparts have started to say is being proactive with our inventory rather than reactive. So looking, you know, at the first and foremost on the sales data, EDA data, what are these customers buying decisions, buying habits on the new equipment side so we can understand, well, if they're going to buy this piece new, what are they going to trade in? Because whatever they're going to trade in, of course, we need to bring that in. Where are we going to sell that? And it's not about, well, once we get it, then we'll figure it out. No, it's we know we're going to get this type of piece of equipment in, so who is going to be our end buyer after that? Because as you've talked about and what I've ter- learned a ton from the, you know, the articles that you've written or the podcasts you've had with others is, is you got to have that washout cycle in mind and at the forefront of your mind at all times. That new sale, immediately thinking, okay, who's my secondary buyer for this trade-in? And then once you think about that, well, who is that customer going to be? Are they going to trade anything in? And and figuring out, well, if they trade something in, what would that be? And what customer is that going to go? And having, rather than just one new sale on the front end and then figuring out what to do after that, more of it being having the perspective, one new sale and knowing that you've got two to three use sales immediately to follow it. So that one sale actually turns into three or four right away because you were proactive about what you were going to get in for a used piece of equipment and and we're able to turn that quickly because you're bringing in what the customers want and and having the customers that you can sell those used pieces to that's correct man and you got to have that like
1: you said the washout cycle is such an important part and I, i talk about that a lot but there's having that if you know what that is and what that looks like it's pretty easy for you to start marrying up customers or potential customers to to buy those pieces of equipment and then you also when you know what that is and you've and you've figured that out and you've got a plan for all that then you know what your process is going to be to with those machines when you get them that all kind of ties into that that categorization of machinery you know what i mean you start taking a look at what is your certified pre-owned going to be and what is your you know your kind of next level down what's going to be the the quality pieces of equipment that that folks are looking for kind of regardless of age i mean you could have a eight-year-old combine come in that is a you know, a clean one owner only driven to church on Sunday type of thing, you know, and, and just super nice. Um, I fall into that, that B category and, and so on and so forth, but knowing what you're going to do with that and knowing what customers you're going to go out and target with that is such a, such a key part of that, of that whole thing. So, you know, Travis, as you, as you take a look at what's going on right now and you, and you see how the end of the year is shaping up, is there anything different that you're doing now with going out and looking at customers and you spend maybe when you started at the first of the
2: year? Oh, that's a great question. Um, we actually just uh, finished up with some meetings um, this week with our used equipment group on uh, where is our current inventory level right now? Uh, how do we feel about it on a comfortability standpoint as well as, you know, the total dollars that we that we have in, in our inventory? And really, it's, it's, it's seeing a trend and knowing that, okay, well, wheeled row crop tractors, track tillage tractors it is definitely a market that's still moving right now, even though guys seem to be a little bit more hesitant on their purchasing decisions just because of the market being so volatile. I don't know if that'd be the right word to say at it, right? But it's definitely a variable and, and not a lot of people know exactly what's going to go on. The fall looks like it could be a little bit more wet. It continues to trend that way. And it has been in the past. Those, those types of pieces still are going to move, but we also see that, you know, the application market has kind of really slowed down, you know, the, when it comes to buying decisions and, and seeing the grower customer, especially their priority is, is buying pieces of equipment that they're going to use on, on a heavy, they're going to put a lot of hours on. So your, your grain cart tractors, your tillage tractors, and of course, you know, making a decision on a, on a combine is always extremely important because That's your bread and butter. That's how you pull the income in, making sure that you have something that's going to be able to to do a good job and and bring as much of that corn or soybeans into the combine and not leave any in the field uh, is at the forefront of all these guys' minds. So as we look at that and see that those are the purchasing decisions that these guys are making, it's looking at our inventory and saying, okay, well, we need to kind of shift that a little bit more. And in our application side, we can... We can allow that to, to go down and just let our application inventory do as it will for next spring and just kind of wash those pieces out as quickly as possible and go and be more aggressive with, with our tractors and our combines because that seems to be where the market's at. Where if you would ask asked me that at the beginning of the year, I would have said, you know, combines were not nearly as important and uh, the application pieces might have been a little bit uh, at the forefront of guys' minds. That's kind of what seemed to be moving more towards the front of the year. So it's all cyclical as a whole, you know, goes in waves depending on what time of year it is, but it also is is determined on the market, you know. If guys have extra money in their pocket, that's when you see them being more willing to go buy their own self-propelled sprayer. If they don't have that extra money in their pocket... Uh, buying decisions are more based on production. What's going to help me make as much money as possible and application pieces just seem to be kind of pushed to the wayside whenever that is at the forefront of these customers' buying habits.
1: Yep, That's all good stuff, man. Well, Travis, man, we've been going here for a little bit and uh, I think you've got a Pretty good strategy going there. So if folks want to reach out to you and ask you some questions, what's the, what's the easiest way to do that?
2: Um, I think the best to reach out, uh, shoot me an email, travis.book at zigglercat.com. Um, based out of our Des Moines branch office here in central Iowa, great state, and I uh, would be happy to help answer any questions that anyone has. Of, of course, I'm still new to the industry and, and learning a ton uh, every single day. So even if you think you have a few suggestions for me, I'd love to hear from you. I uh, love to pick anybody's brain that would be willing to share their insight and, and knowledge that they've gained through their experience in the industry as it continues to evolve and grow in a lot of different ways as I'm sure you've seen it change a lot in in your tenure Casey
1: Oh yeah, it's changed a ton since I started started doing my stuff. so what's what's the uh, is it Zigglercat.com Is that the best best website or what's the what's the best website for people to go check out Ziggler?
2: <clears throat> yep, ZigglerCat.com. You can check out both our agriculture equipment as well as all the construction uh, equipment. Just uh, as a reference, I know Ziggler seems a little bit difficult to spell. It's D-I-E-G-L-E-R. Well-established company. One of the one of the great, greatest companies I've had the you know, pleasure of working for, and we'd love to help anybody out that thinks that we could you know, provide any help or benefit to them.
1: Right on. Well, Travis, I appreciate you being on the podcast, and uh,
2: we'll catch you again, man. You bet. Thanks for having me and uh, best of luck to everyone and have a great fall. All right, buddy. Take care of yourself.
0: Thanks, Casey and Travis. We've got even more used equipment remarketing resources that we're sending your way. In addition to this podcast, we're also tapping into Casey's expertise across all of our informational channels. If you've got a question for Casey, I'd encourage you to head over to farm-equipment.com backslash ask the expert. Submit a question and we'll get Casey's answer to it up on our Ask the Expert blog. Thanks once again to Iron Solutions for sponsoring this series. Iron Solutions provides dealers like you with an array of lifecycle management services that drive sales and profits. The Iron Search and Iron Guide suite of solutions is all about managing each dealership more efficiently and profitably. While Iron Search allows you to directly showcase your used equipment online to a wider universe of buyers. Visit www.ironsolutions.com today. You can keep up with the latest industry news by registering online To receive our free newsletters, visit www.farm-equipment.com. For Casey and Travis, as well as our entire staff here at Farm Equipment, I'm Kim Schmidt. Thanks for listening.